0: slump and her agent wasn't doing enough oh my god they moved heidi right next to me now although heidi seems serene
1: she is she's a bit naughty
0: she uses an ancient folk remedy to help calm her down heidi is back
2: to Super Bowl weekend. Happy Thursday, everybody. Heidi here with Josh and Connor, and we have got a lot to get to. I'm going to tell you what we have planned for you, and hopefully you'll hang out with us and be a part of this Thursday afternoon show. First up here at uh, 3.30, this is going to be interesting. We're going to talk to Staff Sergeant John Culley. He is a recruiter with the U.S. Air Force and Space Force. I don't know that much about the Space Force.
0: I don't know anything about the Space
2: Force. And I really don't know enough about the Air Force. So we'll talk to him. We'll find out uh, a little bit about both. And also, what kind of jobs are available to people once they get out?
0: It is my understanding, and this is based completely off nothing but the Air Force is a bit more uh, high-tech mm. than maybe some of the other branches. And uh, if you think it's all pilots, then you probably are completely grossly uh, misunderstood as yeah. far as that goes. Because uh, I knew a guy that was in the Air Force, neighbor across the street from us. He was an MP. Oh. Never never set foot in a cockpit. Really? Uh, served in the Air Force for years. So
2: My college basketball coach was an MP as well with the uh, National Guard.
0: See? Yeah. So it takes all kinds. I'm very curious about this. Yeah. Uh, and there's that new uh, Masters of Air. It's like Band of Brothers, but it's for uh, the guys that were f- flying the the bombers in mm. World War II. Haven't started yet. It's on Apple Plus, but... It's a series. It is, yeah. Have you okay. Have you ever seen Band of Brothers? No. It's like Saving Private Ryan, but like it's stretched out over an eight-part series Best miniseries on TV ever. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm a
0: little biased because I'm a World War II buff.
2: Yeah. I'm always looking for something uh, new to oh, watch. It's, so. Did you like Saving Private Ryan? I don't know that I ever saw oh, it. Oh,
0: it was so good. Again, I'm a buff, though, so.
2: Yeah. Is that based on a true story?
0: It is based on, um, yes, it, loosely, Saving Private Ryan, loosely. Band of Brothers, Yes. And they kind actually, of historical fiction, yes, if they, you will. they have interviews with the actual guys spliced into the beginning and the end of every episode.
2: Oh, okay. So
0: I think Saving Private Ryan, complete fiction, Band of Brothers, based off true stories with true people.
2: Okay, I'll put it on my list. Uh, coming up a little later in the 3 o'clock hour, you mentioned this yesterday, credit card debt is hitting record levels. Roof, the
0: roof and uh, defaults. are up uh, almost 100%.
2: So we'll talk to ABC News' Derek Dennis and find out exactly what kind of effect that has. Then in the 4 o'clock, you probably have heard by now that this Michigan mom was found guilty on manslaughter charges and killing her son was the shooter, And killed four students back in 2021. But we wanted to talk to an attorney. And so we're going to turn to Tony Simon. He used to be on the show on a regular basis from Simon Law Firm about whether or not this was an overreach. What kind of broader implications this can have. uh, Will it put more pressure on prosecutors around the country to charge after the parents? So...
0: I legal precedent. I mean, is this the new you know, course of action for every case right. now? You know,
2: it'll uh, it'll be interesting. And then uh, it's kind of our law hour because we'll also check in with Royal Oaks, find out where this uh, Trump case lies with the Supreme Court. And then the five o'clock, we've got the top five at five. We've got some entertainment and then we'll wrap the show up with some randoms. I saw something on social media today. And I thought, you know what? That's kind of interesting. And basically it said you meet your 18 year old self. You are allowed to say three words,
0: (gasps) three words. What
2: do you say?
0: Oh no. Okay. All right. I've got a dumb answer. Uh huh. And I need to think a little bit more about a real answer, but my dumb answer. Three words?
2: Yeah, three words.
0: Buy Apple stuff.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah.
0: Is that, I mean, can we do that? What was the move? Back to the Future 2, he brought back all the, the sports scores of the last 30 years. Yeah. He made all that money in, in sports gambling. Can we do that, or do I have to impart words of wisdom?
2: I was thinking more wisdom. Okay. I was hoping that maybe uh, folks on the text line would impart some wisdom. 84126. And the immediate thought for me at 18 was it gets better.
0: Oh, perfect.
2: Just because so it was perfect. a challenging time and trying to figure out what my life was going to look like. This is funny. Somebody from three one four don't marry Jamie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Super fan Aaron says, "Get it together."
0: Listen to this one. Take more risks. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I do one. too.
2: I do too. Please keep the uh, the three words coming because I I love all of these.
0: I'll tell you a really quick story. Freshman year of college down at Mizzou, I was feeling, uh, you know, a bit of that uh, coming-of-age stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was a late night. It was me and a couple of other guys from the dorm, and I was just going. I had read uh, Catcher in the Rye for like the third time, and I was like, you know, I just feel like this book really speaks to me, and, you know, I'm feeling very alienated. And somebody... One of the other guys said, Josh, everybody who's 18 years old says that book speaks to them, speaks to me. It speaks to you. You're not alone. You're not alone.
2: Yeah, I think that's a a really big one. Somebody said, it's not you. Uh, Buy more Bitcoin going off of what you said. Don't get married. Someone Ah. else. (laughs) Ignore negative comments. Don't be afraid.
0: Oh, I like that one, too.
2: Yeah, these are great. I need meds. Hey, let things go. These are all really uh, good. But it does make you think of different times in your life where if you had that, you know, rear view mirror and could go back, maybe some of the things that seemed so Heavy and that you couldn't see past them, and you were just in that moment. And then now you look back and you're like, It was just a moment. Yeah. It it wasn't that, you know.
0: That's why I think that the the phrase, which has been adopted by uh, a lot of people at that age and in that community, is it gets better. Yeah. And I don't think that should necessarily just be in I think the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. is using it quite a bit. Uh I think it works for everyone yeah. who's eighteen years old. I,
2: I would agree. Somebody stop smoking now. Oh, listen to this one. Have less kids. <laughs> How many did you have? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh listen to dad. Uh Eat more fiber. No credit cards. That's our friend Liz. No credit cards. Yeah. Call your grandparents. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is
0: that what? Yeah. That's that's three words.
2: Yeah. Somebody else. Save your money. I. You know
0: some of these things, that I think is a bit more specific than you know. Don't be afraid. Some of these that are coming in are a bit nebulous. Mm-hmm. But I like the one that was very specific. Don't marry Jamie.
2: <laughs> yeah. Here's a great one, too. I love you. I needed to hear that from myself back then. Oh, God, that's so good. Yeah. Don't do drugs. Wow. <laughs> All of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very interesting. Uh, your family's toxic.
0: Oh, my wow. gosh. Wow.
2: Uh-huh.
0: It took you just now to figure that out.
2: Man. Well, do
0: you think your 18-year-old self knew that, though?
2: <laughs> I, I I doubt it. Yeah.
0: It's so oh, interesting. Think kiss. it through. Think it through. How about mm-hmm. this one? Kiss my grits. Yeah. Who was that? Who was that? That's flow. Flo? Flo. That's flow
2: On Alice.
0: A throwback to a couple of days ago.
2: Yeah. Love your family. Go to college. Don't do it. Oh. I'd like to know what that... Uh,
0: no, yeah. I, could, I could think back to Doing like six or seven times when I probably shouldn't have done that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of uh, great pieces of advice But don't you
0: learn from the times where you probably shouldn't have done that?
2: I hope so. I mean, I, I hope we learn from all of our mistakes. Isn't that the reason that we make them?
0: I think that, you know, knock on wood, I don't think I've ever— made a mistake that I wasn't able to recover from or turn around from. Yeah. Now, what do we say are mistakes? I mean, I think if I went to jail, that would be a mistake. If I got a DUI, that would have been a, a really terrible mistake. I'm knocking on wood here. Yeah. You know, Um. but I think that every mistake I've made, I've been able to recover from and learn from. And, you know, yeah, now and I, I'm better for it.
2: Consider uh, yourself lucky. I consider myself lucky.
0: that's three words.
2: (laughs) That's a good one. Give yourself grace. Um, Stay on track. (laughs) You guys are really funny. It's not mine.
0: (laughs) Well, see, another mistake that I thankfully dodged. Yeah. uh, But, uh, you know, if we wanted to get very specific, and I'm 18 years old and I'm in college, go... To class.
2: Ah, uh,
0: yeah. And I told you the other day uh, I was forced to come home after freshman year, mm-hmm. and I went to Flow Valley in Forest Park. And I told you it was, oh, my God, it was so much easier. And I got straight A's. And the one reason that I was able to do so well was because I actually went to class,
2: yeah, it can you believe that makes a difference? Makes a big difference. Yeah, appreciate the moment. Yeah, you know, these are really nothing is permanent. Lots of good ones. Speaking of, uh, you know, making a change in your life or growing up and seeing that you need to maybe push the reset, I saw this story, and this seems like going way overboard. A woman needed a fresh start, so she sold everything, moved to Alaska to live in a dry cabin with no water. I mean, she went from a typical young lifestyle in Washington State to roughing it in interior Alaska. I guess dry cabins, which I've never heard of, uh, they don't have running water. They make the uh, a type of home that is economical. So she, I guess, carries her household's water from a local filling station to her home as part of her weekly chores. This is a, a 29-year-old just trying to get back to basics. She was working for a consulting firm and was focused on settling down after, you know, working and decided this is what I need to do.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this the premise of a lifetime Christmas movie? No,
2: it is not. Hallmark Channel. Yeah.
0: Roughing it for Christmas.
2: She's basically (laughs) saying I found that I felt weighed down by the high cost of rent, the amount of things I needed to furnish a big home. Christmas off the grid. I missed the natural environment that I lived in when working seasonal jobs, so I decided to sell everything uh, that wouldn't fit in her Honda, Honda CRV and return to a place that she had fantasized about moving to whenever my job or relationship had felt rocky. How
0: about this? I'll be thirsty for Christmas well, on the Hallmark could Channel.
2: Could be. So I just think, would you? That, to me, seems a little too far.
0: I mean, I don't mind you zigging when you should be zagging, but that seems to be, I mean, why does it have to be dry? Why can't you move to
2: a cabin in nowhere that has plumbing? Mm-hmm. I'm happy that I have the RV and I can you, just take it, and it does right. have plumbing depending on where you are. You didn't
0: even mention, okay, running water. What about the toilet and the shower?
2: Yeah, somebody on the text line knows exactly who I'm talking about. There's a lot of videos of a woman in Alaska uh, on TikTok. But, yeah, kind of crazy.
0: All right. I didn't tell you this. Yeah. Over the weekend, it's the third time in, like, less than two months that we've been out of water. Yeah. Pipe burst. Oof. Out in Newtown. And I guess, you know, it's just you know, freezing temperatures the last couple of weeks, or whatever. We were out of water on Saturday afternoon, and I can't even tell you how many times— I went to, I knew it was out. I went to go turn on the tap.
2: Just, it's what you do.
0: Oh, I forgot. I went to go brush my teeth. Oh, whoops. I forgot. Change Finn's diaper. Ooh, whoop, yuck. Turn on the water. Nothing there. I hope you had a lot of hand wipes. (laughs) So it is really a comfort that has become a complete necessity. In my opinion.
2: Well, and something we take for granted.
0: hmm Like oh, yeah. so
2: many other things.
0: Thankfully, my mom lives two streets away, so we were able to utilize her facilities yeah. until our water came back on.
2: Well, this woman says the lifestyle change has allowed her to start saving for retirement, saving to purchase her own cabin, and has allowed her to afford more extracurricular activities and a feeling of connection to a new place and a unique group of people now she did say there are a few downsides yeah
0: like not having water
2: not having a hot bath
0: um well yeah an extension
2: (laughs) running water and needing to go to town to refill doing dishes with limited water over a sink bucket with limited capacity do you
0: realize how much you wash your hands when you're cooking
2: yeah i hope a lot yeah yeah anyway i thought that was kind of all right
0: in your home a comfort that you would be willing to do without. Mm. Water, heat, AC, right?
2: Are those my only choices?
0: You know what's what's the game the kids play, Connor, something marry, kill. Yeah. You got to you got to you got to marry one of them. You got to kill one of them. What are you keeping? Are you keeping the water? Are you keeping the AC, I think heat, I'd
2: probably the... have to get rid of the AC in this situation my grandma and my great aunt and uncle
0: real hot summers here in St Louis
2: didn't have air conditioning when we were growing up my Alan and Frank didn't have it until the day they died and we were wow. going spend the night you know as kids with them all the time and the windows were open and we just we ended up sitting outside more that and you just you sweat and that's what you did
3: Ooh. mm-hmm
0: did they have phrases like "Woo, it's a hot one out here tonight"? Oh, yeah. hotter!
2: I, I'm, I'm hotter sure we than did. a witch's broom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, kind of crazy. Which one would you do without?
0: Uh, I do without. I could do without heat. Heat. I think so.
2: Do you remember that ice storm when I was in Mexico?
0: Yeah, yeah. We got well. We got this fireplace that runs off gas. Okay. Right? Can I? That that that? counts as heat. Can I use that? No, No. that's heat. Well, I mean, if Heidi had no heat, could she build a fire in her fireplace? No. Does your fire? No. No. That no. That should count.
2: If if are you you building? Okay, here's what I'm going to say.
0: If you don't have AC, I would allow you to use a fan. Right.
2: Okay. I say you can build a fire with logs. Okay. But you can't have like a gas that you flip on with a switch.
0: Well, that's not fair. (laughs) I got a new house. We don't have a chimney. You know, we actually priced that out. Uh Do you know how expensive it is to build a chimney? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, boy, let's look at gas.
2: (laughs) But I think that you have to make that adjustment. It's just like I'm saying you got to go outside. You're not going to sit in a hot box.
0: Yeah. Boy, trying to sleep at night, though, with no A.C., But I think everybody, if they were smart, would keep their water running.
2: I would think so too. Mm. But I don't know. I'd like for you guys to weigh in on the Woods Basement Systems text line, eight four one two six. Which one would you do without?
0: Where are some other uh, comforts?
2: There's so many. A
0: refrigerator. Yeah. The stove. A microwave. Could Mm -hmm. you do without a microwave?
2: I could probably do without a stove before I could do without a microwave.
0: Heidi's famous for cooking.
2: Cook. (laughs) so crazy i think i can speak for all of us here at the big 550 saying we are so grateful for our military but what do we really know about the air force and the space force staff sergeant john coley a recruiter is here to tell us all about it great to see you and thanks for being here
4: thank you for having me i appreciate it
2: so let's start with the space force what does the space force actually do um,
4: so the Space Force is really our, you know, it's the new newest branch of the military. It just came out. Uh,
2: so the Space Force and the Air Force are not one in the same.
4: So the Space Force, just kind of like how the Marines is a department of the of Navy. Of the Navy. Yes,
3: yeah. exactly. Okay.
4: The Space Force is a department of the Air
0: Force. I think I was in my uh, early thirties before I knew that the Marines was part of the Navy.
4: Yeah, not a lot of people know that. You'd be surprised. It's yeah. kind of it's one of the very few things that is. Just not known. Yep. But if you look at any uh the, like, just like the Space Force emblem, the Marine Corps emblem will have Department of the Navy, Department of the Air Force gotcha. at the very bottom of it.
2: I think there's so many things that we don't know. What else do we not know about the Air Force?
4: Oh, man. I, I meant there's so much. So, I meant, oh, what do you want to know? Yeah. That's,
2: what kind of jobs are there in the Air Force? What are people doing if they are enlisted in the Air Force? So,
4: in the Air Force, there's actually. Uh, Air Force and Space Force. There's over 150 different job options. I 150. mean, 150. You're looking from anything from people that actually work on aircraft or fly in the aircraft, uh, uh, medical professionals, uh, public affairs, uh, paralegals, doctors, uh, and food services.
0: And what happens when you uh, enlist? I mean, when I was telling Heidi earlier, you just oh he was in the Air Force. Oh, he must be a pilot, or or she must be a pilot not the case at all right what happens when you enlist no so
4: that is one of the big misconceptions that oh if you're in the air force you're a pilot that that, that's just simply not the case i mean some of my best friends are people that are in the air force that are uh cooks and that's their job is they help supplement the air force's mission by feeding air force personnel like that is their job and that's one of their main functions but they have multiple other functions in that job
2: so when, as Josh is saying, you enlist, do you decide at that moment what you want to do?
4: Um, so when you're deciding a job in the Air Force, the way it works is obviously uh, it's it's nothing's guaranteed, of, of course, until it's in writing. That's, that's the good way to look at it. Um, but when you go to uh, deciding a job, the way the Air Force works is they'll look at, you know, okay, here are the list of jobs you're qualified for. We need you to create a list of X many jobs that you want and then rank them. Like, I want this job, my number one, this one, my number two, my number three, and so on.
2: What does the initial training look like?
4: Uh, So the initial training, I mean, uh, first things first is basic military training or otherwise known as boot camp, as a lot of people call it.
2: Is there boot camp
4: for the Air Force? So for the Air Force, we call it basic military training. It's done at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas, and it's uh, seven and a half weeks long.
2: And is it torturous like they portray in the movies? Are you getting up at 4 in the morning and running however many miles and have to polish shoes?
4: You know, I I can only speak about my basic training. Uh, You know, I went through in 2016, and it's been a little revamped over the years. Uh, When I went through, it was actually eight and a half weeks long, so it's actually uh, shrunk in a, a whole week. Um, But when it comes to running and like it is in the movies, no. uh, So the the MTIs, we call them military training instructors or drill sergeants, you might have Uh otherwise known, are they may have a loud tone of voice. And, you know, they may say something strict, but you got to think they have a group of 60 individuals. And if one person gets it wrong. The entire 60 have got it wrong. Yeah. So if they're saying it loud, it's not just at yeah. that one person. I'm
0: only it's... shouting to make sure that the people in the back can hear me. Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so it's not like in your face,
4: Sergeant. Uh, every now and then, again, that comes if, if you've made a mistake, they might correct the mistake, but they'll do it in a professional way.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's interesting.
0: Well, let's go. Uh, I want to touch back again on the Space Force. What do they do uh, that? is outside of what the Air Force does or has been doing.
4: So the Space Force separated, what was it, 2019, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. Um, but they separated, and their, their mission set is the protection and development of cyberspace and space. Uh, that That is their mission set. So right now you'll see a lot of jobs that are focused and geared towards that. So a lot of your cyber warfare-type jobs, cy- I cyber... I had no uh,
2: idea it had to do with cyberspace. I was thinking it was you know, dealing with the moon.
4: Yeah. And, you know, it's so I I take back to kind of when the Air Force separated from the Army back in 1947, Um, you know, people didn't think that that needed to be a necessary thing. But they separated because we don't know what technology is going to be in the future. Like, we don't know what the battleground looks like in the future. So the mentality of let's get ahead of the curve and start something because we already see how big this is getting Mm -hmm. just inside the Air Force. Let's create something that can solely develop their resources towards that. I
0: I read something today that the Chinese have kind of been cyber attacking us and just sitting there waiting just in case there is a wider attack. They can flip a switch and and shut down our systems. So, yeah, I I wouldn't know about anything
4: about that. That would be something that would be more, you know, Air Force public affairs that you would have to reach out towards. Sure. But that's
0: kind of what the Space Force would be covering, make sure that we are are on the level playing field as them when it comes to cyber attacks.
4: You know, I think it would be I can't speak exactly for their job, and again, that would be Space Force public mm-hmm. affairs, but the one thing you know you can think of is from a everyday life standpoint, how often do you use your debit card or your credit card? Every day. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody probably uses their debit card, credit card every day. And the ability to protect that on the uh, home front. You know that ability. Imagine if the world just didn't have access to that. Like your bank account just froze. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. How many yeah. people still keep cash on them? I I
0: would be out uh, several dollars. Exactly.
2: We're talking to Staff Sergeant John Culley, a recruiter for the Air Force and Space Force. Who makes a a good member of the Air Force? What are you looking for?
4: So really, what we're looking for is anyone that is 17 to 42 years old. Um obviously they they have to have that want that strive to join um that is something that is there
2: when you sign on that dotted line you're committing to how many years so there are two options there's 4
4: and 6 year uh commitments um and those would be the two
2: and what does the current uh air force how many active members do we have right now
4: active members i would i would not know off the top of my head that that's just something i would not know got ya and what,
2: uh, is the Space Force constantly growing?
4: Yes, the Space Force is constantly growing, and that's part of our our job. As you know, Air Force recruiters. And I'm an Air Force recruiter. I still recruit for the Space Force. We're still, a de- you know, they're still a department of the Air Force. Their basic trainings at the exact same place they go to. So they they are still fall under the Air Force.
0: Do they have different uniforms than you guys do?
4: Um, so they do have something that is different. Uh, if you look at the Air Force uniform, a lot of people confuse it with the Army, uh, especially the camo one. Um, but yeah. the name tape, uh, the name tape is different. So you'll look at the name tape, and it'll be a blue color instead of the Air Force's. Uh, I think they call it spice brown.
2: How about this? We have somebody B fifty two electrical systems, proud Air Force vet. Thank you. That's from the six three six.
0: And when you joined,
4: when you enlisted, what did you do? So this is actually my third job in the Air Force. Um, my first job when I enlisted was aerial transportation. Uh-huh. Um, it was uh, what does the, that mean? So aerial transportation's job is the movement of cargo on heavy aircraft as well as personnel.
2: And when you say you've had three jobs, is that a job that you kind of go after? Or is that a sergeant said, you know what, we're going to move you over here because we think you'd be good at it?
4: No. So my job, my first job was out of a list that I picked. Um, and that was, you know, I got what I wanted when I first joined. Um when I got into that job, I made it up. I, I, you know, I uh, accomplished all of the qualifications I need to be considered proficient in that career field. Uh, at that time, the second job that I had, which was a flight engineer, was hiring, and they asked if they wanted people who would volunteer to cross-train into that career field. And that's where I you know, kind of did, did my research, looked into what that job was, and decided, you know what, this is something I think I would like to do.
2: Do you know what the placement rate is for people who then retire from the Air Force and they look for civilian jobs? Are they, is it a eighty percent you know rate as far as getting placement in a job?
4: Uh, I wouldn't know the exact rate, but what I do know is the Air Force has all of the benefits you need to set you up it's very successful in the civilian market.
0: And what kind of jobs are we looking at? You know, you serve your four years, your six years, maybe you use. Um, the GI Bill to go to college, uh, what does it put you on the path towards? I mean, we already said, you know, pilot, you know, commercial pilot, that would be a good one, but what about the air traffic controllers?
4: Right, and for sure, and a lot of that's going to be what your job in the Air Force was kind of based. Um, you know, a lot of jobs you think of somebody who's a mechanic, they can go to the Air Force, do their four years, and come out with their airframe and power plant or AMP license, and then go get a job at Boeing or Lockheed. Uh, You think of jobs that I, I have a friend who she worked in dental. And she was a dental assistant there, and she had all the qualifications once she got out to go work in an actual dentist office uh, outside. And I think she actually did her college to open up her own office in the past year, I want to say. Wow. Wow. I went to the Air Force to be a dentist. Yeah. Somebody said
2: their nephew is training to be an in-air refueler for the United States Air Force. Just so many interesting jobs. Somebody else, my son was one of the first officers in Space Force, communication between satellites and ground, very strong department. So a lot of uh, people weighing in. What has been your best uh, memory of being in the Air Force so far?
4: Oh, man, my best memory. Um, I mean, you, you always hear people talk about the people that you meet, the connections mm-hmm. that you meet. I mean, you have friends for life when you think about it. Um, people just along the way. I guess it's not really a best memory. I think it's just a, a compilation of everything that has happened that has led to me having such an outstanding opinion.
2: If people uh, want to learn more, if uh, there's a, you know, kid out there knowing they always, you know, wanted to be in the Air Force, where do they go? Who do they reach out to?
4: Um, So definitely you can go to AirForce.com. AirForce.com on there, there should be a find my recruiter. Uh, You can Google search that and then by your zip code, you can actually Google what the nearest recruiter is to you.
2: Got you. Well, uh, Staff Sergeant John Culley, thank you so much for joining us and for everything you're doing.
4: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: Then and said I could not do without water and a toilet. Everything else is optional. But then I started expanding my, you know, theoretical, what Mm -hmm. if you didn't have an oven? Yeah. What if you didn't have a microwave? If you didn't have an oven, you couldn't cook a Dogtown pizza.
2: Have you ever tried to make one in the microwave?
0: Would it even fit?
2: I don't know. Would Maybe you'd fit? have to cut it in half.
0: I've reheated pizza at the microwave. See, I'm just eating it cold. <laughs> Maybe I could cook one up on the grill, right? Ooh. People grill pizzas, is yeah. that a thing?
2: I mean, it's kind of like uh, when you put it in the stone fire, yeah. right? Yeah, do I
0: need like a, a pizza stone or something, or do I just throw it right on the grill like that? I don't know. Maybe I'll call Rick and ask him, see if they have some sort of summer special ways to cook your Dogtown pizza outside on the grill. But tonight would be a perfect time mm. to try it.
3: Yeah, it's oh. beautiful.
0: Oh my gosh, it's so nice out. My point being, Dogtown Pizza. That's all you need. You know, I would, you know, we'll do the Mary thing. I'll marry Dogtown Pizza
3: mm-hmm. and
0: I'll kill everything else because <laughs> that's all I need. And Carney said that he had two over the weekend. I went to my parents' house and I said, "What'd you have for dinner?" And they said pizza. I hope I look in the trash can. Dogtown. Dogtown. So that's all you need. Dogtown Pizza. Dogtown dot com. Eleven different varieties at every local grocery store.
2: Josh mentioned this yesterday, but Americans' credit card balances climb to a new record high, $1.13 trillion. Derek Dennis, ABC News correspondent in New York, joins us with the numbers and more. Do we know what's leading to this uh, record high? I mean, are people just spending that much money that they don't have?
5: Well, yes, Americans are spending more uh, because their everyday expenses have gone up. We've talked about this a lot, you know. Uh, Inflation has driven the cost of everything up. And it looks like Americans are putting a lot of those extra added, more expensive costs onto their credit cards. You talked about the $1.13 trillion in debt Americans are seeing on their credit card balances. That's $50 billion more than in the fourth quarter of 2023 alone. And so literally, America's credit card balances are skyrocketing month by month. And really, there's no end in sight.
2: So Derek, this is more about need than want.
5: Absolutely. It it appears so analysts have been looking at this and they say the bottom line, uh, you know, reading between the numbers, uh, household expenses have just gone up and Americans are are covering it uh, by putting it on their credit cards. And that's why the balances are so high. And more concerning is the delinquency rate Mm -hmm. Uh, hidden in this report uh, from the uh, Federal Reserve Bank of New York is that delinquencies are at an all time high. The biggest number of delinquents are in the 30-year range, Uh, 30-year-olds between 30 and 39 having the highest delinquency rate across the country. But uh, they, they know delinquencies are up across the board in all age groups.
2: That's surprising. I would have thought it was younger in the 20s and right out of college, not the 30 to 39 age group.
5: Yeah, it's the 30 to 39 age group, and and, and what what is telling is that the delinquency are, is being caused by simply uh, the high number, uh, high amount of interest that's being charged. So that's raising the monthly payments. If your interest rate is 25 percent or 30 percent, then your monthly payment is is much higher than if your interest rate was was lower than that. And so that's really uh, the the snowball effect that's happening. The credit card debt is rising. The interest rates are higher. High, and so the monthly payments are high as well, and that's causing a lot of the delinquencies that we're seeing.
2: What are the banks saying about this? Is there anything that they can do to ease the burden?
5: Well, you know, the banks aren't saying much, uh, but we know the Biden administration has been taking a look at this, and they have really called out credit card companies for charging such an exorbitant amount uh, in their interest rates, and really looking at the Fed, what it will do in its next meeting in terms of cutting interest rates. We know by them taking up interest rates, it it costs more to borrow. Uh, So there's the hope, at least among many analysts, that 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 interest rate cut will happen at the next Fed reading. That'll provide some relief, but overall, uh, Americans in credit card debt really with really high balances, it, it just goes without saying it will take years to pay off those balances, years. How much credit card debt do you have derek
3: i don 't ask that
5: <laughs> not a lot, but I'm, but some, yes, and a lot of Americans do i mean you you know I know i mean it 's very easy to pull out your credit card to pay for a big purchase and and, and it 's borrowing it really is borrowing it 's not free money, and so you have to pay those debts. Uh, every month, and hopefully you can pay it off. I mean, uh, credit analysts will tell you if you can't afford to pay your full balance in full every month, then you really got to think about it don't and, and it. really yeah. don't buy it for yeah. sure.
2: Derek yeah. Dennis, ABC News. Thank you. Sure thing. It's actually one of the things that I'm trying to do in the new year. Or pay I guess down? I,
3: or oh no,
2: we started with a blank uh, slate and Did you cut them up. I didn't cut it up because there's so many. Here's the problem. There's so many things that automatically go on to it, yeah. whether that be Netflix or Hulu. You know, all of that stuff. And You kind of have to take a look at it. But that is the thing. So far, and we're only on our second month, but I have as soon as there has been a balance, I have paid it off. And. This isn't necessarily me coming up with the plan.
0: <clears throat> oh, so your wife has put you yeah, on a budget? She did has. she just Heidi? We're gonna have to put you on a budget. Kind of did. Let me see your wallet. Uh-huh. Give me those credit cards. Yeah, you know, it, wow. it, it, it's
2: that we want versus need, oh, and apparently, she said that to you? Uh, yeah, wow. I was uh, buying too much on the want side of it, and wow. if I want. I need to save for it. Was she
0: condescending when she did it?
3: Uh, (laughs) Maybe a little. A little bit? Did it
2: come off as condescending? It's okay.
0: Look, I'll tell you, we've got uh, a credit card that we use just for gas and groceries Mm because it has a good um, percentage of cash back on just those two items. And every month we look at it and we say, how is it this high? I know. We go through it and sure enough, it's just gas and groceries. Yeah. So that's really how much things have gotten.
2: Somebody said you need a credit card for car rentals, travel insurance, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And it's yeah.
0: fine to carry a
2: little debt.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, that's
2: a little that's healthy. It's just as, as long as it's a little a and little, it doesn't yeah. get all of a sudden that, you know, you look at it and it's like, how did it become fifteen hundred dollars?
0: If if your if your uh limit is ten thousand, you know, thirty percent of that mm-hmm. is healthy. Yeah. Ninety five percent of that is not. <laughs>
3: Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore, but some days I sit' and
0: wish I was a kid again. Heidi, back in the day on this date, February 8th, 114 years ago, 1910, the Boy Scouts of America was founded. Wow. Since then, more than 110 million Americans have been participants in Boy Scouts of America program.
2: Were you a Boy Scout? I was not. I always wanted to be. Connor, were you?
0: Uh, I was in the... Uh... Hub Scout. gotcha. yeah. yeah the the wee wee blow. Yeah, I always huh. thought those neckerchiefs were real cool. Taxi Driver premiered in New York on this date, 1976. Great movie. Are you talking to me?
3: Yeah. Are
0: you talking to me? And in 1985, Heidi, the Dukes of Hazzard ended its six-year run. It was canceled.
2: Mm. Now, mm. there's a show that probably wouldn't hold up. I do have a list, since we were talking about favorite characters. Ten shows that are worth watching now we'll try to get to that in the next uh, couple of hours I hope you'll hike out with us here on the heidi glass show with josh gilbert on the big 550 ktrs our headlines for this thursday afternoon february 8th usher had second tour date in st louis this fall his past present future tour will be here October 25th and 26th. Both shows are at 8 p.m. Tickets for the shows go on sale February 12th at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Wow. I'm impressed. I I can't think, other than comedians, when they're playing a little smaller venue, who's added two shows?
0: Musicians don't normally do that. No. Uh, and Usher, I mean, he's doing the Super Bowl. He's got a documentary out right now. CBS Sunday Morning has been interviewing him. I haven't heard music from Usher. New music. New music in years. Yeah. He's got a new album coming out to coincide with the the Super Bowl this weekend, so
2: You know, uh, real quickly, years ago, I think he was opening for Janet Jackson and this was when I was an intern at Channel Five and he actually came on our plaza. It was before he was the, the Usher Usher. Yeah. But I there was it was the biggest crowd we ever had on the really Plaza coming for him so it oh, had to be yeah. it was probably like 1997
0: you should probably try to dig that out of the
2: archives well, actually uh my former work husband texted me yesterday and said do you remember what year usher was here oh, He's they're trying still to find it channel five and they were trying to find the video
0: that's so funny would yeah. you be in it you think or you were an uh, intern i was an intern okay. so i wasn't on air Hmm. I'd be interested to see. I'd be interested to see 1997 Heidi. Uh, What kind of hair were you sporting back then?
2: Not pretty. (laughs) I can tell you that. Mexico topped
0: China as the leading exporter of goods to the U.S. last year. For the past two decades, the United States has imported more goods from China than all the other nations. It's no longer the case. 20% drop in goods imported from China last year. Meanwhile, Mexico is up 5% Hmm. from the year before that. So Mexico is now our best trading partner. They say that uh, Americans have been dialing back on purchases of goods like electronics and things that come from China, which is part of that. And we are just buying less of things. Stuff that comes from Mexico, though are more necessities than they are once. Yeah. You, you know all about that,
2: yes, right? Yes, I do. Insomnia cookies to open in former Bar- Boardwalk Waffles and Ice Cream Store. The late-night cookie stop is expected to open its doors this spring, marking the brand's fourth location in St. Louis. It will be in Soulard on Russell. Hmm.
0: And the first entry in a new series I like to call, Of Course They Did... I saw on the news this morning somebody climbed to the top of the sphere out in Las Vegas because, Heidi... Of course they did. Exactly. You build a, a giant sphere out in the middle of the desert. How do you
2: hold on to it?
0: Well, these people are like, uh, you know, have you ever seen those videos of those climbers, those sheer face climbers? Yeah, they find that cracks. is so They hang crazy. on with their fingertips. Didn't someone climb the arch once, yes. though? Yes. They must have used suction cups. I think they right?
5: died, though. I think well, he fell
0: off. I thought or somebody. That it happened more than once. Somebody, yeah, So you can use suction cups. Um... He was arrested and charged with destroying the property of another and conspiracy to destroy destroy property. And I was watching the clip on the news this morning, and his friend, they were interviewing his friend while this guy was being arrested. And his friend, that's my favorite part, his friend said, well, I mean, it's Super Bowl weekend, so it's a great time to do it. (laughs) Rather than, oh, my friend is an idiot. We have His parents are so embarrassed. Oh, genius idea. Perfect time to do something like this.
2: Kind of crazy.
0: That concludes our first entry <laughs> into a long-running series, I can tell already. Of course they did. I
2: like it. I like it. You know, maybe they had lifted some weights to be able to, you know, scale that thing. I'm
0: surprised it took them this long. This thing's been open since the fall.
2: Yeah, it was open when we were out there in September. It is A crazy looking thing, but back to, you know, having the strength to crawl up that thing. Maybe they worked out at Club Fitness. I don't know if they were from St. Louis because, you know, Club Fitness is local. It's one of the things that I love about it. But the long list of things that make Club Fitness the ultimate fitness experience includes the burn zone, the cycle studio, the dry saunas, the group exercise, the hydro lounge. The Kids Club, I mean, I can keep going on and on. There's personal training if you want to really push yourself. Or maybe if you don't have any idea what you're doing and you just want somebody to kind of walk you through it for the first time and then, you know, have at it yourself. But there's red light therapy. There's a smoothie bar. There's the Women's Training Studio, which is super cool. It's a little smaller, but it works, you know, The same way everything else does, only if you're a little intimidated to be on the floor with maybe that really muscular guy or you don't exactly uh, know what you're doing, well, the women's training studio kind of guides you through everything. Club Fitness has 19 area clubs, each one open 24-7. You can learn more Just swing by any of them and learn about the memberships or go to clubfitness.us. Coming up, we're going to talk to Tony Simon with Simon Law Firm about what the future of our gun laws might be now that this Michigan mom has been found guilty. You probably know by now a Michigan jury convicted a school shooter's mother of involuntary manslaughter Tuesday in the killings of four students back in 2021, making her the first parent in the United States to be held responsible for a child carrying out a mass school attack. What effect will this have on future cases? Tony Simon with Simon Law Firm joins us with his insight. How are you?
6: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you all doing?
2: We are doing all right. So let's start with, was this, in your opinion, an overreach? Were they just trying to kind of, you know, use her as an example? You know,
6: I don't think so. Um, If you look at the evidence in the case, the, the concern always is, right, if I buy my child a car and they go out and get drunk and run over somebody, should I go to jail for manslaughter because my kid did something stupid? That might be an overreach, but here, and that's that's the concern right here, there was evidence in the case that, that, one, the child was having mental problems and told his parents and others about it. He's 15 years old. The father went out and bought the gun for him, which is illegal, gave the kid the gun, and they ignored and didn't help him, you know, to to get mental help. So they actually facilitated the shooting and ignored his mental health.
3: Yeah.
2: Do you think this will put more pressure on prosecutors around the country to look deeply into whether or not a parent should be charged?
6: Yeah, I think it will. And, and you know, we, we need to find some solution. And um, I don't think banning guns, just like banning drugs, isn't going to help with anything. Most of the time that I think all the times this has happened in schools, it's somebody who's got a mental problem. And who would, you know, who would know better than their than, than the parents about the mental problem? So I think if if a parent facilitates the, the purchase of the weapon when they know their child has a mental problem, certainly that's going to put pressure on prosecutors. The tougher cases will be parent had a mental problem, didn't know the kid had access to a gun and the kid goes out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then you're saying, well, we're going to charge you because you didn't get help for your child. Poor parenting. And that's the worry.
0: And is this was this case about the gun or was this case about Bad parenting and negligence on the parents' fault because you know any house can have a gun in it, but uh, what? Where is she going to jail because of the gun or because she was bad at parenting?
6: No, she's not going to jail because of the gun. They found that she was reckless in order to find volunteer man. So the husband bought the gun. He hasn't been tried yet, the father, um, but she was receiving text from her son, um, and was ignoring them that he, needed, that he needed some mental help. And the, the, the hardest piece of evidence in the case to me was that, you know, he texts his mother, I love you, right before the shooting. And then during the shooting, she responds and says, after it already started, I love you too, Ethan, don't do it.
3: Mm. So now you're thinking, okay,
6: you knew something. You knew something was up.
2: Yeah. What kind of broader implications could this have for the U.S. criminal justice system?
6: Well, I think you got to be worried if you're a parent and your kid has a habit of doing bad things. You know, if, if, like I said before with a car, if I buy my child a car and they go out and run over somebody, okay. But if they have a history, say, of reckless driving, DWIs, and I allow them to continue driving, now I might be worried if I'm a parent.
0: We've got the classic case of, uh, you know, the cool mom or the cool dad who uh, has the kids, well, as long as they're over at my house, I think it's okay, and and buys them some beer. Uh, That's illegal, right? Yes, yes. And so what else is out there that parents might not realize they're doing that could wind them up in court?
6: Well, that would be one, having a bunch of teenagers over and allowing them to drink in your house and especially allowing them to leave after that happens because that's illegal. Um, but the other thing is I think this, you know, there have been cases in the past where a child finds an unlocked gun in a house and shoots, say, their brother or sister, young children, and they charge the parents not for, for manslaughter necessarily but for other, other things. I think those cases, if you have guns in your house and you know somebody have, has access to them who may have a problem, you better look out. So maybe my kid's friend has a history of violence and I let them come over and I show them my guns and give them access to my guns. That could be a problem.
2: Yeah. It is uh, certainly an an interesting case, one that I mentioned we haven't seen before. While we have you, what are you working on that's interesting?
6: Well, I have a number of cases that I've been working on. We have, um, you know, a lot of the the new drugs that they're coming out with and advertising, you know, like Ozembic and all these people getting on it, well, there's lots of complications. And so we've got some of those lawsuits that are picking up and some other types of, of drugs that, you know, these people go out there and take them thinking that it's fine. And, the, you know, even though the pharmacy company gives them a 100 warnings, um, and then we have another case against Phillips for CPAP machines, um, they, they use some foam that degraded while people were using them. So people, while they're using a prescribed CPAP machine, end up breathing in or swallowing a bunch of this foam and it causes cancer.
3: Other oh. Problems.
0: oh my gosh.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, so when someone gets on a medication, I mean, you just watch the commercials for these things and the legal disclaimers, you know, do not take Ozempic if you're allergic to Ozempic. Uh, are we really as patients... Uh, supposed to be reading that whole because she- when I get a prescription, I throw that piece of paper away. Tony, are we? Yeah, no. Are is that on me to read that? And if there are side effects that are mentioned in there, so be it.
6: Well, I think it is on you, but I think also if it's being prescribed, you have the right to ask your doctor and your pharmacist about the specific things to look out for, and and. You know, the, the, the problematic ones are the ones that like where well, they know about it and they know it's a problem and they don't give sufficient warning. Those are the ones that are real problems. But, yeah, you're supposed to read the label. Um, and that's why at the end of the commercial, they spit out all this stuff. I don't know how you know you're allergic to something if you've never used it. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah. I would laugh at that warning.
0: That was always my favorite one on those commercials. <laughs> um, yeah. Back to the Crumbly case uh, just for a second again. You had mentioned that it's illegal to buy a gun uh, for a minor. In this case, it was illegal for the dad to purchase the gun. What are gun laws today when it comes to minors? I mean, Tony, I I am all over the spectrum when it comes to, to guns. But when you think about a dad taking his son out hunting, I mean, that seems so normal it's wholesome. But what are gun laws when it comes to minors?
6: It really depends on the state. And, and first, it's not just that he bought a gun for a minor. It's illegal for anybody to go in and you sign a form when you purchase a gun. And it says, are you, the, you, are you buying this for yourself or are you buying it for somebody else? Because it's illegal to buy it for anyone else. Mm. Because the person that's ultimately going to get the weapon is the one that's supposed to have the background check. Um, but it depends on the state. Like, for example, in some states you can be 18 and you can own a long gun, a rifle or shotgun, but maybe not a, a handgun. Other states, it can be 18 for everything. So it really, it changes from state to state, just like the concealed carry law, carry laws. That's why you have to be careful if you're carrying a gun and you're driving across multiple states. The laws differ from state to state to state.
2: And even if, I mean, I, I come from a family of hunters, and my dad has taken my nephew out with him since he was, you know, old enough to probably hold the gun. Do you have to go to a hunter safety course to go out and hunt?
6: Yes, to go out and hunt you do unless you're you're hunting with um, – you're underage and you're hunting with an adult who ha- is hunter-certified, uh, safety-certified.
2: Got you.
6: Currently in Missouri. Yeah, you can do that. No, I'm, I'm a big gun guy too. I I love to hunt, and, and all of my children, even my daughters who didn't hunt much, I made them go through the hunter safety course just to learn about gun safety so that if they were somewhere where somebody was being foolish with a gun, they would know to leave, right? tell mm-hmm. an adult something, you know. Well, um, I it,
0: think
2: education is better.
0: Education yeah, is key. Totally. But tell us about what the, the gun show loophole is, if that's even still a loophole. And what about uh, a, a grandfather who uh, either passes away or before they do, they want to gift their gun or their collection to someone else? Can you give someone guns? Yes,
6: you you, you can give someone guns. Let's talk about the gun show loophole because it's not a loophole, but here's the big argument. Anti-gun people are always saying, well, there's this loophole at a gun show. You don't have to do a background check. If I, Tony, wants to sell you a gun uh, you know, two citizens, I don't have to do a background check. Now, if I have a federal firearm license and I'm at a gun show, I have to do that. But what problem are we trying to solve? That's always my question. There haven't been any school shootings where somebody went to a gun show and bought a gun and didn't have a background check. Most of the time, they're going into the store, and they buy a gun for themselves or like this situation where a parent bought it for them, and and it wasn't at a gun show. So I don't know that that's going to fix any problem. Um, as far as inheritance, yes, I think the problem here was the, the father bought it. And lied on the form because the, it was the it was the day before, two days before, and he gave it to the child, fully intending to give it to the child as soon as he bought it.
2: Mm. Inheritance
6: mm-hmm. is a different situation.
2: Wow. Well, Tony Simon, Simon Law Firm. It is uh, great to get your input on this. We really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Well, love is in the air. The 2024 KTRS Very Special Valentine's promotion is underway. You can nominate your Very Special Valentine for a chance to win, get this, a $100 gift certificate from Herbaria uh, to Walter No. Florist to Newsteaders Fine Jewelry. Just go to KTRS.com. Look for the KTRS Valentine's registration to nominate your Special Valentine. Four winners will be announced on February 14th, but what a fantastic valentine's day you don't even have to plan anything even if you're kind of behind the eight ball and you forgot that valentine's day is approaching ktrs can take care of you if you register and are the winner of our 2024 ktrs very special valentine's promotion I've never really thought too much about an Olympic medal. I know that I've been lucky to hold a couple throughout the years when somebody's come in and they've, you know, they're showing
3: off yeah, we their had medals. The,
0: the curlers yeah. come in and, and they, they had
2: their medals. And we've had, we have so many uh, Olympians here in St. Louis. You got Jackie Jorner Kersey, you got Lori Kolopny, you've got Becky Sauber, you know, all of these people. But, The medals at this year's Olympics and parents were not only inspired by the Eiffel Tower, they each contain a little original piece of the 19th century landmark. So, like, on the back of it, it kind of looks like you're, I'm going to say, lying under it looking up. So it's not like you're looking straight at the Eiffel Tower. It's this really cool... Interesting. The design was overseen by a, a French jeweler, Chaumet, whose parent company is uh, LVMH, Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. whatever the rest of that Louis stands v- for. Louis Vuitton Moet. Yeah, but I guess all the designs since 2004 in Athens, the reverse of the Olympics medal features an image of the Greek goddess of victory, Nike. Kind of cool. I don't know if this is just the Paralympics medal, which is decorated with the graphical representation, or if this is every medal. Certain metallic elements were removed from the landmark during renovation work in the 20th century and have been carefully preserved ever since Eiffel Tower's distinctive dark brown paint was cleaned off and the pieces cut into hexagons before being embossed with the Paris 2024 logo. Okay,
0: I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. This is cool. It
2: is cool, isn't it? This is cool. So.
0: I I like uniforms. Yeah. I like everything about sports that has absolutely nothing to do with sports, and I'm kind of excited seeing this new medal. Now, you go back in time, and some of the medals are really cool, and some of the medals look really lame uh, I think one of the one of the I, there's been like six Olympics in China for the past ten fifteen years, and one of them I think has a it's more like a ring where there's a hole in the middle of it that you can actually like stick your finger through. Mm-hmm. I think those looked kind of cheap. Um, I would I would want to win one of these
2: just for the.
0: I'd be like this. This is the one you can and have. The my, fact that it has China real metal pieces
2: of the, of the Eiffel Tower, Tower yeah, yeah, this and is cool. it's been repurposed. All right, here's another. Uh, story from overseas if you will i'm i get nervous every time i travel because i have not packed appropriately and when they put that luggage up on the scale i'm crossing my fingers that i'm not gonna have to open it in front of everyone and start taking out shoes or something else to make it lighter
0: what's in there
2: well i just don't (laughs) want to open I, i don't most of my stuff now since i have the packing blocks
0: Oh, it's, wait, what's this?
2: You know where you have separate bags for different things and you can...
0: Oh, no, you went forward with that? Oh,
2: I love it.
0: Oh, that's your OCD coming full front I, and center. M-
2: my whole family. I learned this trick from my sister and niece. So do you have shirts block? Oh, yeah. Undergarments yep. block?
0: Obviously your shorts. toiletries block, shorts block?
2: Yeah. shoes. Yeah. And
0: that's well, better. So you just you just toss it all in? I fold and neatly and I cram it all in there.
2: I roll and then put it you in do the roll, and then I yeah, put you, it you into the block. You, gotta you got to roll. I roll
0: actually. It saves could, a lot of space. It
2: doesn't. It uh, doesn't wrinkle your clothes as much.
0: Oh, do you bring a little little luggage? I mean, if you roll and do the block system, you could probably get away with a carry-on.
2: Except, and I'm sure I've shared this before. I have only tried to carry on maybe twice in my life just because mm-hmm. I don't like dealing with it. I'd rather just have my backpack, the my book, whatever I need. You'll
0: wait for the carousel. Who cares?
2: Well, I I, I don't – I mean, I'm okay with checking yeah. my luggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to carry on, the last two times we've done it,
3: mm-hmm.
2: they've taken our bag at the end of the jetway, and we still had to – Pick it oh, up off yeah, the yeah, yeah, baggage. Yeah. And oh, I'm like, well, full. what's the we're point? Full. Which makes me mad. Anyway.
0: What, what? Did you not check in 24 hours ahead of time? What was your, your boarding section?
2: Uh, we were obviously towards <laughs> the You're end. The last person on the plane. Yes. Fin Air has started to wait passengers at the gate. Oh,
0: like Finland Air. Yes. Yes. Fin Air.
2: Uh, in a trial by Finnair, volunteer passengers are being weighed at the departure gate in order to allow the airline to refine weight estimates before planes take off.
0: Would you gladly step on that scale?
2: I mean, I don't even like stepping on the scale at the doctor's office with clothes on. I I weigh probably daily, but, you know, that's in the buff, and I'm not...
0: Does the Why does the doctor's office... And maybe they don't – I haven't been to the doctor in a long time, and I always tell Dr. Johar I need to find a a GP Mm -hmm. because I need to go in and – 42 years old, I need to go in and have a –
2: A workup. A tune-up.
0: Why does the doctor's office still use that thing with the weights and measures up at the top, you know, and the balancing thing? Is that more – Is
2: that more accurate? I think you are uh... (laughs) – Actually telling people how long it's been long since it's you've been, been to a I doctor. They,
0: I don't think they use them. Mine Do they use does digital not. scales now? <laughs> yes. Gra- okay. Well, the last time I went in. Well, you that know, was a long time ago. Were, they're 17. still doing. And they're pushing the little yeah. one on the top over. I and think it was for your physical for... to go
2: to college. <laughs> <laughs> because even before uh, COVID, they were using the digital.
0: Last time I went to the doctor's office and they weighed me was probably 15 years ago. You
2: need to get I a know, general practitioner.
0: They've gone digital now.
2: Uh Uh-huh. How about
0: that? (laughs) I mean, it makes sense.
3: Yeah.
2: Somebody on the text line said, I would stop flying that airline, LOL. Somebody else said they still use those old slide scales at doctor's offices around here, but I live in Franklin County. Oh, um, have
0: they have they not gone digital out in Franklin County? Apparently
2: yet? <laughs> not. Since we were talking about uh our favorite TV characters from the past yesterday, and it seemed to be a hot topic, I saw this today, the ten most rewatchable nineteen eighties sitcoms. This one at number ten, I don't know. Black Adder.
0: Oh, that is this this is just nineteen eighties?
2: Yeah. Black
0: Adder was a BBC, and I want to say it was John Cleese, and I want to say there was only like six episodes.
2: Okay. It consisted of four seasons with six episodes each. Yeah. With some spinoffs.
0: Was it John Cleese? I don't. Connor, you're mine. I can't even find it. Black Adder. Yeah. A-D-D-E-R?
2: Yes. 83 to 89. The Jeffersons, which I talked about that. I mean, that's a great one.
0: It was Rowan Atkinson. He, uh, Mr. Bean.
2: Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh is it rewatchable my
0: wife hates mr bean
2: i i would say that that's a guy thing i like him yeah
0: oh and that scene in love actually where he's getting the perfume and packing up the packaging Uh. Uh-uh.
1: Uh-uh. Uh-uh. well i assume he's not in the mr bean character in the show
0: I, right look rowan atkinson whether he is trying to be mr bean or not he kind of is <laughs> that's just him i actually man. didn't know his
2: real name so so the Jeffersons is on the list. The Golden Girls. You Jefferson's know how much I was in the eighties? I mean it wrapped up in the eighties. Yeah. Started in seventy five, went to eighty five. Wow. Oh, it was on it was
0: on TV for ten years?
2: Yeah. Hmm. Uh The Golden Girls, eighty five to ninety two. Which I love that one. The Young Ones, I don't remember this one. Uh from eighty two to eighty four, so it was rather quick. I guess it was another British sitcom. Yeah. It's sort of like an anti-Golden Girls, is what they call it.
0: Huh. Like four young men or what? Like, Yeah, I know. It is four <laughs> young men. One of them's like looks like a Sex
2: Pistols punk rock guy. Huh. Okay. Um, Cheers, of course. Ran for 11 years, 82 to 93. I didn't know that Cheers ran that long. Cheers hold up. I think so. Yeah? Yeah. I, it's,
0: think, I, think, I think
2: the did. characters... You can still relate to. I'd like to
0: watch an episode today.
2: Yeah, Family Ties. I have tried to watch Family Ties, and I didn't hang on as long as I. I mean, Golden Girls. I never switched the channel, but Family Ties. I. I don't know.
0: I remember the last time I watched Family Ties, which is more recent than you would think. I thought it was pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Red Dwarf.
0: Is that another? That's probably another British show.
2: Uh one of the more ambitious and creative of its time is what it calls i guess it's a cult classic i know British not, I, red, science
3: fiction yeah, comedy sci-fi
2: hmm. somebody just said the young ones is hilarious
1: red dwarf 12 seasons my god Bad. who knew yeah who knew
2: and i would not and maybe i'm wrong you guys tell me do you consider mash a sitcom
0: Yes, sure. You do. Yeah.
2: I would have thought it was more of a drama, but I guess there's more um, funny moments in it than not. Connor, did it have a laugh track? Uh, I think it has. Yeah, little, I think I, it might even have a
1: laugh a lot. track. Yeah. But she, Heidi, you're right. The, the later episodes are all very serious. Yeah,
3: but, but I guess Maudlin there's a lot.
0: Is what it would be.
1: Well, nah, go back and watch the end. We've talked about what the yeah. last episode is like. Yeah. And you, you found it difficult to find the, the
0: comedy. Yeah. Uh It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It was very heartbreaking.
2: Our friend Liz says MASH and the nanny. Somebody else said Cheers is on from 3 to 4 in the morning, and it still holds up.
0: What channel? Oh my God. <laughs> They're watching from 3 to 4 uh, yeah. in the morning.
2: If it comes on after Frasier, maybe that 2.2? Uh, somebody said, did you mention Bosom Buddies? I love it. I don't think it made the list. New Heart comes in at number two. I'd like to watch a. I
0: I never got to experience either one of those. We, I,
2: I mean, I think that was must-see TV for my parents. I feel like it was on. So there we was, never missed it. There
0: was New Heart, and then there was the Bob New Heart show, mm-hmm. and and which one had the Daryls in it? New Heart. New Heart. Yeah. That was the one to watch.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the Bob Newhart show was something different. Yes which was the one where he ran the inn in vermont Newhart. okay
3: yeah
2: right. um and then night court comes in at number 1 which is kind of surprising to me
0: i loved night court I, harry stone i
2: watched it a lot i'm just trying to think i mean they just redid it there is a current night court on i think nbc yeah but somebody said cheers is on hallmark at 3 a.m. On mash hallmark. is on me TV at six PM. Somebody said,
0: "Is there a laugh track in Mash?"
2: Eight four one two six. And they say the early years of Mash very funny. It got preachy in the later seasons. Mash was considered the first dramedy.
0: Did Harry uh, Stone and Marky Post ever hook up on? Uh, oh, I
2: think they had on to. Night Court. Didn't eventually,
0: they? right. That's what I thought was going to happen.
2: Yeah, Newhart. Both shows are fantastic. Somebody is pointing out, but I mean, look who's at the center of them. I mean, kind of a
0: treasure. Just turn the uh, turn the camera on Bob Newhart. And yeah, see and what happens.
2: Let it go. It- The United States Supreme Court is taking up a historic case challenging Donald Trump's ability to hold office again over his role in the Capitol attack on January 6th. Royal Oaks, ABC News legal analyst, joins us to explain. This is an interesting one. It
7: really is, because, you know, the ultimate question is, did Donald Trump cause an insurrection. And if he did, of course, should he be barred from holding the presidency? But the Supreme Court in the oral argument session, they were not interested at all in the question of whether he is responsible for an insurrection. Instead, almost all of the justices, I wouldn't be shocked if it's 9-0 for Trump, they all were interested in two questions. Number one, does this clause in the 14th Amendment really apply to presidents? None of the justices seemed to think it did. And number two, even if it did, shouldn't Congress establish rules and procedures or how to bounce somebody off of the ballot as opposed to letting each individual state make the decision? So, yeah, it was not a good day for the Colorado Supreme Court in the high court in Washington.
2: Very interesting. So you're saying it's not just those justices appointed by Donald Trump that all of them kind of are seeing this the same way.
7: Absolutely. I mean, for example, uh, Justice Kagan, she said, why would a single state get to decide who gets to be president of the United States? Uh, Justice Sotomayor said, why does a single state get to, de- get to decide if somebody's going to be president? So, yeah, you've got the, the three liberal justices who very rarely vote with, for example, Alito and Clarence Thomas. Uh, it, it looks like they're all pretty much on the same page.
0: Yeah, but royal that isn't that uh, part of the beauty of the United States of America is each state has their own kind of uh elections. Now this is for president, it's a federal election but they're conducted by the individual states. Uh, you know, <laughs>
7: Yeah, you're right. And, of course, uh, certainly the federalism uh, approach involves the federal government plus the 50 states which have their own sovereign powers to the extent they don't bump into the federal government's powers. Uh, And, of course, that was a message delivered by the uh, lawyers for uh, the folks who sued and won in the Colorado Supreme Court that the individual states have a right to make a decision. And uh, those lawyers were pushing the idea to the U.S. Supreme Court. They were saying, hey, justices, do the right thing agree with us that the evidence showed, and we had a a full trial in Colorado, that uh, Donald Trump was an insurrectionist. So you, the U.S. Supreme Court, have the power to say, hey, you guys got it right, and that means, boom, Trump is off the ballot. That was their dream, but I think that the opinion is going to be a nightmare for them, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get the opinion in a week or so, because the justices know, boom, things are moving rapid fire. People are already starting to vote in, in primaries and, and early voting with the ballots by mail. So, yeah, it's you never know. Sometimes you get surprised. Uh, but I think if, if you went to Vegas and put a big money on uh, Trump winning, maybe nine zero, you probably could pay for you know, Suite at the Bellagio and a
0: couple of tickets to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Man, well, it's Super Bowl week, and all everyone is talking about is making a bet. Um, now, now, Royal, you've kind of read uh, whatever the provision is in the Constitution, and it doesn't say president by name. It says officers. It mentions people in the Senate and the House but it leaves out president what do you think i mean i know you're no constitutional lawyer or a judge but if you were reading this amendment from written way back post civil war would you say the president should be included in this well i'd say it's vague because uh, there's just there's no clarification
7: the, the Folks who drafted the Fourteenth Amendment after the Civil War had the ability to put in anything they wanted. They could have referenced the president uh, specifically. Uh, they chose not to. The, the persuasive argument that seemed to be uh, uh, resonating in the Supreme Court chambers today was the fact that in many other contexts, impeachment context, uh, appointments uh, uh, to the federal government, uh, the the phrase "officer of the United States" does not apply to any elected officials. It just just applies to appointed officials and so that seemed to be an argument that that many of the justices were fond of so yeah because the president probably is is not uh, the the clause does not apply to the president And because of the concern of the justices that we'd have a patchwork of 50 states coming up with 50 different outcomes, Mm -hmm. I think those are the two big reasons that Trump is probably going to win.
2: So, Royal, even if the justices said, yeah, he did engage in insurrection, you're saying that he probably still wouldn't be found guilty because of this president being the word president being left out of this.
7: Exactly right. So even if all nine justices were absolutely convinced in their heart that the Colorado Supreme Court was right when they called him an insurrectionist, based on their questions today, they still would say, you know, sorry, uh, we can't apply this clause to the president. So I think that's why. Uh, the the liberal justices are going to join the conservative justices because it really turns out it isn't about whether he is an insurrectionist it turns out to be a question of interpreting this clause in the constitution
0: take me back to civics class if everybody realizes well this how could we have forgotten president in this clause and they wanted to change that does that require a constitutional amendment of its own
7: yeah, I think it would. I mean, presumably, if, if it comes out the way I'm I'm expecting, uh, that if if you want this outcome to apply to presidents, uh, certainly are going to need to have an amendment. I mean, a lot of historians went back to the the whole climate after the Civil War. You know, the South, well, they knew they lost, but they weren't going to take it lying down, and so they were uh, they were going to still be rebellious. And still try to tear down the federal government up in Washington, and that's what prompted this Fourteenth Amendment, which said, "Hey, if you were involved in an insurrection, meaning you guys were <laughs> in the Confederacy, uh, and and then we're not going to let you be part of the federal government." Uh, you know, if that was the principle, you know, it doesn't necessarily apply to people like the president. Instead, it applies to appointees who were sprinkled throughout the South.
0: Could it be possible that president wasn't mentioned in the amendment? because they couldn't fathom a president actually doing this?
7: Well, it is possible, of course. On the other hand, ironically, the inspiration for the amendment is that the president at the time was Andrew Johnson, who took over, as you know, because Lincoln was assassinated. And Johnson was basically a Southerner with sympathies for the South. And that's why he was impeached and came within a single vote of being convicted in the Senate. So in that sense, they did kind of have on their 1800s radar screen the fact that the big guy uh, is not it doesn't have our best interests at heart. Uh, and that's why Andrew Johnson almost was run out of town.
2: So interesting. So are the justices finished talking about this uh, or will these talks continue?
7: Yeah, the oral argument was long. It was two hours, but they're done with it. Uh, And so what's going to continue now is some horse trading. Chief Justice Roberts, I imagine, really wants a unanimous decision because he hates the idea of the court, the Roberts court, being a political court as a handmaiden of Donald Trump or the Republicans. And, of course, famously, uh, Roberts saved Obamacare twice Uh, A a dozen years or so ago. So I think what he's going to do is is do his best to come up with language and a majority opinion that everybody is comfortable with. And then once that opinion is in the books, as I say, in a week or so, be my guess. Then they've got to turn to other Trump cases, the immunity issue and the obstruction of official proceedings I- issues. So it's, it's going to be all Donald Trump all the time in terms of the Supreme Court docket, in terms of the, the cases that people are paying most attention to.
2: Well, as always, Royal, you did a fantastic job explaining that. Thank you.
6: Thank you. And now, and now the, the top, top five at five, five, five news five. from around the room.
2: Well, to stick with our uh, 80s TV theme, how about this? A love boat themed cruise is going to set sail in August featuring members of the original cast. You can spend seven days at sea with Doc Gopher, Isaac, of course, your bartender, and Vicki Stubing. Gavin McLeod, uh, who played Captain Stubing, died in 2021, Lauren Tua's, who played cruise director Julie McCoy, is uh, now 70 years old, but no word on why she isn't going to be on the cruise. The boat sets sail from New York City with stops in New England and Canada. I did love the love boat, and we haven't talked a lot about it.
0: Some people brought it up the other day when we were talking about old TV shows that they love. Mm -hmm. Would that hold up? And, like, the guest stars that were probably famous...
2: Well, a lot of them were. Like, Zsa Zsa Gabor was on it a lot, it seems.
0: I don't know if I would know what Zsa Zsa Gabor looked like. Oh, I think you would. Uh, who is this one? Coochie Coochie. Charo. Charo. She was on I it a lot, yeah. too. I know what she looks like. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'd, I'd probably go on it,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Sounds like fun. What about Fantasy Island?
0: Oh, that. That would be cool. Uh-huh. What is it Ricardo Montalban? Yeah, tattoo. The plane.
2: The plane. The plane.
0: The plane. There apparently there's a a movie about him on HBO or Max or whatever. Um, the the little guy, tattoo. Mm-hmm. The actor himself, apparently lived a pretty hard life.
2: I have heard that. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. I think a partier.
0: I think it the movie is about when a reporter went to go visit him in Vegas and just what happened over the next three nights. You know, Whoa.
2: somebody says Zsa, Zsa was was uh, on Green Acres with Eddie Albert. Green
0: Acres is oh, that a place was Zsa, Zsa?
2: Hmm.
0: Well, who was Ava? What was she in? Ava Gabor. I thought that was. I thought she was Green Acres.
2: Well, you might be right. i got to go look it up. I need
0: a Google. Okay. I need a Google. All right. A bunch of people are weighing in online saying, oh, the Madden NFL game has picked the winner of the Super Bowl. They have played it out, and they say that the Chiefs will beat the Niners 30 to 28. This is the Madden simulation. Okay. John Madden football game. It's worth mentioning, though, that Madden has been wrong the last three years. There's a guy online that says that he has picked the last 16 Super Bowls and got it wrong the last 16 years straight. He's picked the wrong winner.
2: Uh, speaking of, you were right. It was Eva Gabor, not Zsa yeah. Zsa.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what Zsa, Zsa ever did. Like, There's people now that are famous just for being famous.
2: Kim Kardashian?
0: The Kardashians. Paris Hilton? Paris Hilton. But... Ava was in the TV show. What was Jaja ever in? Eight four one two six.
1: Nightmare on Elm Street three.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's her biggest credit.
1: Naked Gun two and a half. Oh, the
0: sequel. sequel. She's in all the
1: sequels. Did
2: she just kind of like? I think she was famous for being. For being famous. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It says both of her roles were as herself. So I assume. See. It, it yeah.
2: Kind a of socialite. Cameo. Yeah. But both her sisters were actresses. actresses working actresses. Yeah.
0: Huh. Uh, the guy that has gotten the Super Bowl wrong in the last sixteen years is saying that the Chiefs are going to win, so that doesn't bode well for you, Heidi. Both no, it of these, both he's
3: gotten these. it
1: wrong every year for sixteen. That's I mean, that's plans. as valuable as getting it right every year. I mean, he just go uh, this against guy
0: sounds, yeah, exactly. This guy sounds like me. Frankly, I uh, mean, I
1: think I think I got to take the Niners now after hearing this. And sixteen then, years in a row.
0: Well, just hang on, hold your bets. Tomorrow at 1 o'clock in the afternoon the St. Louis Aquarium, Chewy the sloth is going to make his prediction. Oh. Apparently they're going to hang football helmets from her favorite tree's branches, and whichever one she goes to first will be Chewy the
2: sloth's That could take all day.
0: Heidi, that is really funny. (laughs) funny. I mean, it it will take a while. Yeah, but um, there's a list.
2: Favorite halftime performers of the last eight years. I saw this. Did By the way, Zsa was married seven times. Maybe that's what she was known for. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what? Elizabeth Taylor, too. But at least Elizabeth Taylor was in stuff. Yeah. At least Elizabeth Taylor
2: was an Oscar. She competed in the 1933 Miss Hungary pageant, <laughs> placed second runner up, began a stage career in Vienna, and then she immigrated to the United States in 41 and she became a sought-after actress with european flair and style she was considered to have a personality that exuded charm and grace so but she, she never did acted.
1: she was in Moulin Rouge
2: lovely to look at we're not married moulin rouge so she was in stuff but she uh oh this says in total had 9 husbands including Conrad Hilton.
0: No. Mm-hmm. Speaking of famous for being famous,
2: right. runs in the family.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: okay, my story uh, has to do. Oh, well, with... I wasn't finished. Oh, you... sorry. I thought you... that was the
2: second story.
0: No, the uh, I was going to roll this like all. This is just like a big Super Bowl.
2: Oh, you're under no. one umbrella.
0: Under one umbrella. Okay. Uh, fav- favorite halftime shows by far was the Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. Yeah,
2: it's pretty good.
0: It wasn't the Elvis impersonator? And no, I mean, this is the last eight years. 1980. So, is it the
2: last eight years, or they're just saying the best?
0: That's, they, they only said the last eight years. I
2: wonder why.
0: I don't know why they stopped. Why would they stop that's at like eight?
2: That's like one of your uh, stupid baseball facts.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right, it like, is. Like, why
2: would you just do eight years? Because we got to talk about Prince.
0: We have to talk about Katy Perry, who I thought had the most fun Super Bowl halftime show.
2: Janet Jackson.
0: Rihanna from last year was second. I thought that that show was very boring. No offense to Rihanna. I thought The Weeknd was pretty um, boring as well. Coldplay, remember that one?
2: Yeah. There were a lot of different people that year, though, weren't there?
0: Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno. I think Bruno should show up to every Super Bowl halftime show. Just kind of bring the band you know, if it's Usher, they Bruno and the band can be usher do Does Usher's he do game. his
1: songs, or does he just kind of sing back up with whoever's doing He just, sing, it just doing. sings
0: back up, does the splits, do a little dance. I think that guy's a, a great entertainer. The, remember The Weeknd? I thought that was pretty boring. Justin Timberlake, I, last on the list.
2: The um Weeknd made me dizzy.
0: Yeah. Justin Timberlake, though, last on the list. I think it's worth pointing that out. Very boring show. Did not invite the other members of NSYNC.
2: Somebody else said well, Madonna's don't... halftime show was awesome. I was actually in the building for that one. Were you? hmm in Indianapolis.
0: Walking on the tightrope. She, you know that thing where you see people yeah. in the park that they... That's the,
2: it's a slack. Oh, is that? The slack, slack line. One.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: I, I mean, Josh, NSYNC doesn't perform together anymore. Yeah, but
0: so you, you bring them back for the Super nah, I Bowl. I don't think –
1: I think that – Everybody they probably it. not on good terms
5: if this, they don't, if they don't perform together. is why people think
0: Justin Timberlake is um,
5: full of himself.
2: Well, it's interesting, and I cut this story from our entertainment report, and I know we're kind of all over the place right now, but I guess – and this is page six, so sometimes I skip things because I feel like maybe it's a rumor, mm-hmm. but it said that – Justin was entertaining the thought of sitting down with Oprah for one of those big one-on-ones because his new album is kind of taking a back seat to all of the Britney nonsense, and he's not happy about he's it. He's
0: blaming Britney for trying to steal the spotlight away from... No, all she did was say, hey, I loved the new music. Yeah. Great to see Britney is not your problem,
2: man. Not anymore. She's got her own problems. Yeah. (laughs) Plenty of them. Sorry, Connor. Go ahead.
1: Uh, My story is about a radio station in Alabama, 1240 a.m. in Jasper, Alabama, that had their entire radio tower stolen overnight.
2: How is that possible? I don't
1: know. They said that they had a a crew going down there to do some yardscaping or, or landscaping when they got a call that every single piece of equipment uh, material, copper wiring, and the entire 200 foot tower no. was taken down and stolen overnight. That's a right out from under them. Big job. I, I, they say that it had. They feel like it has to have been something inside. They say uh, apparently copper wiring getting stolen from radio towers is very common. You just cut the wires and take it. But the, obviously yeah, but they the whole tower feel like the because they took the whole tower. It must have been someone that knows how to take it down, knows how to install
0: these. Something I mean, to do have with to that. Get like a big old like semi flatbed, mm-hmm. just to yeah. haul all the pieces. Like a big truck. Yeah.
2: It sounds like almost. Is this one of those like a morning radio show
3: hoax? Hoax, hoax.
2: where they're it's a competitor know. and they're trying to do it. Are they sure, they were
0: looking in the right direction. You know the
2: uh, <laughs> that whole Bobby Bones story. That got him all the attention. Like he basically, and I don't think it was him, it was some one of his friends, they b- broke into the competitor's radio station. And Bobby was on the phone and told this guy what buttons to hit and basically took over their oh, man. airwaves. That's a good gag. Oh. That's and good that's gag. what got... Bobby noticed
0: Bobby Ponce.
2: back he in the day. In, he was
0: in this market for like a blink of an eye.
2: Was he really in this market or he was still doing no, it no, from? No, no, it no. Was,
0: it was syndicated. Yeah. I think they had put him on the top 40 they... Z107 because I remember the. I
2: thought he was doing country.
0: He does, but they tried to make him top 40 for a minute.
3: Huh. I
0: remember the promos and they would say something like. Bobby Bones, when everyone goes out to the clubs, I go home and go to bed. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And they Bobby Bones. I'm like, Why would I want to <laughs> listen to this guy? He sounds like a dud. Mm. Uh, they say, that,
1: I, I don't know if it's a hoax, Heidi. They say that they are talking to the police, talking to the uh, uh, FBI because it's a federal crime to do this, Oh, I guess. yeah. Uh, and that they're not on the air right now, Whoa. so uh-huh. so I don't know. You know, kind of makes sense. If where's the, Bobby Bow? They're not on the air, so uh, you know, maybe it's not a hoax. Maybe it's not.
0: Connor, find out where KMOX's tower is.
1: <laughs> I think this is a message to the station to make sure our our tower is
2: yeah. uh,
3: uh, locked I even,
0: down. I don't know where it
2: is. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Crazy. Uh, just minutes after Donald Carmen. Pop the question to his fiancée, Brittany Delegado at the beach, her engagement ring got lost in the ocean. Mm. Another couple, Mark and Vicky Mickelson, saw it happen and rushed over to help, ultimately saving the day. The two couples lost contact after their chance meeting that day back in May of 2022. However, they're soon going to reunite for a very special occasion, Donald and Brittany's wedding. So when the soon-to-be bride and groom began planning their nuptials, they were determined to track this couple down and invite them to their destination wedding. Thankfully, Brittany found them by posting on a Facebook group for Florida's Anna Maria Island where they got engaged. That included a photo of both the couples posing together on the beach after their Triumphant recovery of the ring. Vicki spotted the post within hours and she's like, That's us. Now the Mickelsons have marked their calendars for Donald and Brittany's big day and plan to travel to Punta Cana to watch the couple say, I do. Vicki said, We're so excited and can't wait. And her husband, Mark, said, I thought for sure we'd never see them again. So during their visit to Anna Maria Island, I guess their favorite vacation spot. Donald had arranged for a photographer to take pictures of the two. Brittany had no idea that her then boyfriend, of course, was going to propose. So the photographer had them wade out into the water, kind of a little deeper than I guess had expected. And the photographer wanted them to look at the sunset And when he, you know, turned away and she turned away, then she turned back and he was down on one knee. Mm. She immediately said yes, but as the photographer was capturing another shot, a wave came crashing in (gasps) and knocked in to Brittany's hand and the ring box dropped into the water it was gone now the Mickelson's just happened to be passing by and they quickly jumped into action Mark says he came up Brittany is crying I lost the ring I lost the ring the Mickelson's rushed to their nearby condo and came back with their pair of metal detectors within minutes He heard a bing, bing and says, here it is. He used the sand scooper, picked out the ring, washed it off. Within five minutes, we went from crying to, as uh, she said, then that's when she started crying. So the two couples have continued to share this story. They snapped a picture of the four of them. They went their separate ways never to really hear from each other again. Then they get this wedding invitation, and now they will all be together again.
0: Well, that's a good story about a wedding ring. I've got a kind of a sad story or a depressing story. Uh-huh. About or maybe it's a good story, too. Man with a metal detector thought that he m- might have made someone's Valentine's Day extra special. He was in Maine, and he was out with his metal detector, and he found a ring. It looked pretty rough, uh, so he decided to clean it off. And when he was cleaning it off, he found out that there were initials and a date engraved on the ring. So he figured this must have been someone's wedding band. So he decided to find the owner. He posted about it online. A woman messaged him and said, I think I know whose ring this is. Uh, and the guy said well there's initials on it and a date what would those be and she messaged him back and said the exact initials the exact date so the guy was like this is this is your ring can i can we meet up or give me your address and i'll send it to you and she never got back to him so he reached out again and said hey and <laughs> this is yours you know you lost it i found your ring
2: yeah aren't you happy
0: she said, eventually got back to him and said she didn't want it back. Oh. It was her ex-husband's, mm. and he'd apparently thrown it in the river near where the guy found it. He threw it in the river? He was he was done with it. So she said, thank you for trying to do the right thing, oh. but I don't want it back, and you can either toss it, keep it, or try to sell it. So he said he's going to clean it up and try (laughs) to sell it.
2: Would you wear a wedding ring that had somebody else's initials?
0: No, but I don't know. It's got to be worth something. Maybe.
2: I guess a jeweler can probably. Radio
0: towers, copper wiring is worth something. Yeah. This guy's old ring must be worth something.
2: I'll tell you what's worth something to me. My time out in the RV. I was just talking the other day about go ahead and de-winterizing it because... I'm storing it at Byerly RV's new storage facility, which is climate controlled, which means you don't have to unhook all of the water. It can continue to run. What's really cool at Byerly's new service and storage facility is not only is it climate controlled, so you're protecting your investment, you're protecting the paint and the tires and the roof, but it's also kind of valet service. It's... Fancy, if you will. I can call 24 hours in advance and say, hey, I think I'm going to go to Beyond the Trail this weekend. Will you pull out the RV? And they will even turn on the things that, like, if we want the refrigerator to get cold before we get there, they'll do that. It's so cool. Byerly RV, they just try to do everything to make the RV process easier. They're celebrating 70 Five years, which is crazy, and they have the best of the best. I mean, more than 30 brands of new RVs in stock. They've got travel trailers and fifth wheels and camper vans, gas and diesel motorhomes. And right now, before the big RV show that's held every year, you can get those pre-RV show prices, which I have to tell you, those are the, the best prices. We've done this now, I guess, Four times. And really, if you're looking to get a deal, now is a great time. You could also rent an RV and uh, kind of get a feel for it. And if you want to do that, now's time to block that off because that does fill up fast out at uh, Byerly RV. And like I mentioned, in, already own one like I do. Really, our, Byerly has the best service department around Barb, and uh, it's just. Always taking care of me. Sammy's fantastic. So if you've ever wondered about RVing, because you can go anywhere. It's like taking your little vacation home wherever you want to spend your time. We've got a a uh, vacation plan in Michigan. We're going to go to Florida in the RV. We're going to go to Texas in the RV. It, it really is pretty cool, and allows you to see the rest of the country. ByerlyRV.com. Just go online and check out some of these RVs, I promise you're going to be as impressed as I am. Let's talk a little entertainment news. The Holdovers is one of my favorite movies of the year. Have you guys seen it yet?
0: No, but I think this weekend's going to be The weekend. Yeah. Connor? I did see it. I liked it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Paul Giamatti's character has a lazy eye. Had a lot of people wondering... Does he really have a lazy eye? How do you fake that? Well, he had to wear a very uncomfortable contact lens oh the entire my God. time. Oh. I actually thought myself, I'm like, have I just never noticed he has a lazy eye? I kind of
0: felt like that as well. Yeah, was... but
2: no, it's a contact, which is...
0: Oh, that's got to be terrible. Yeah. Do you wear contacts?
2: I don't. I only have recently started wearing readers, but now I find I need them more and more frequently.
0: Fullers, Uh full-timers. I've never worn a contact. I don't have a aversion to sticking things. But you wear
2: glasses. I wear
0: glasses all the time. I just never...
2: Tried it? Never
0: tried it. Never went there. Hmm.
2: Career Day at Abbott Elementary brought out the NFL star power on the season three premiere of the ABC comedy. Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, and their Philadelphia Eagles teammate, Brandon Graham, surprised students and teachers via a Zoom. For the special day. So that's kind of fun.
0: That show takes place in Philadelphia. Uh,
2: A new Oscars category is being unveiled. The Board of Governors of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences revealed that achievement in casting will become a new competitive award category beginning in 2026. That's the 98th Academy Awards. The last time a new competitive category was created for the Oscars. 2001. Do you want to guess what it was for?
0: Um, Feature-length animated film.
2: Best animated feature. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. Oh. You just acted like you were going to win something with that one.
3: Yes, <laughs> well, you got it. Did you look that, that up later.
2: beforehand? Or? <laughs> no. Impressive. No. Actually, maybe that's why you're good at trivia. You just guessed correctly. Yeah. Ben Affleck, your favorite, is once again starring in a Duncan commercial, and this time He's trying to clear his name. The spot which aired during the Grammys pokes fun at his appearance at last year's Grammys Mm -hmm.
3: at the award show
2: in 2023 with his wife, Jennifer Lopez. He is unamused, so it seems. His facial expressions then sparked a parade of sad Affleck memes across social media. Jennifer Lopez has since laughed off the comments saying he is happy. So at the start of the ad, a news clip of Ben and Jennifer is on the television screen, and the headline reads, Boredest Man in the World. (laughs) It then follows him trying to make an album, and even reaching out to Jennifer Lopez, and basically she doesn't have time for him. I don't have time for this. Uh -uh. The commercial ends on a cliffhanger to be continued, and it reads, uh, leaving fans wondering what Duncan and Affleck have in store. Now, we saw
0: this. Yeah, we saw this during the Grammys. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked last year's Super Bowl commercial, the one where he was taking orders at the Dunkin' and she pulls up. What are you doing?
2: Uh Get out of (laughs) there. Which is kind of (laughs) funny. How about this? Talk about not wanting to do something or not liking something. Jason Bateman, who I adore, Mm -hmm. hates dancing so much. He didn't even dance at his wedding with his wife. His father in law, Paul Anka, knitted instead.
0: His father in law is Paul Anka. Yeah.
2: Isn't that crazy? I kind of forget what? that. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I love Jason Bateman so much, but he really does seem like a real stick in the mud.
2: Except he's funny on the podcast. Yes, but, you know,
0: he's, he's your sarcastic friend. Yeah. That doesn't. Find winning in anything. <laughs>
1: Aren't those just the characters he plays? Or is that I, him? No, I think that's him. Yeah, His I don't know. character dodgeball is not that. It's right. not like that? No, right.
0: No, I haven't seen dodgeball. You've never mm. seen dodgeball? I don't know that I have mm. either.
2: Oh. Somebody on the text line from the 636 said, I watched the holdovers two days in a row. I loved it so much. I gotta watch it. Yeah. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, you know, the... We got we
0: to get somebody to talk about this story. Yeah.
2: She's going to document her life as a free woman on a Lifetime docuseries, so maybe we can get a producer of that.
0: And the guy is still in jail.
2: I think so. The, the murderer. Yeah. Mariah Carey announced a Las Vegas residency for April to celebrate her 2005 album, The Emancipation of Mimi. It feels like everybody now has a residency in Vegas, but... I see the appeal of it. Would you rather go and have your show set up and you have a, the same place to rest your head and I mean, people you, just come to you?
0: Did you see Usher on CBS yeah. Sunday Morning? Did you see his house that he's living uh-huh. in? I mean, you go home at night, you're making You're with your family?
3: Money.
2: Yeah. I, I think so, too.
0: Uh, the Holdovers, by the way, streaming on Peacock yeah. right now. Okay. So if you guys bought it for the Chiefs game,
2: mm-hmm. you before can,
0: you... Before you cancel it, (laughs) watch the holdovers.
2: Somebody said Justin Bateman seems alike, like Josh.
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh, my mom has even said that.
2: Has she? Mm -hmm. John Bon Jovi, tell me if you think this is odd, is opening his own Nashville honky-tonk. No? Mm, Yes? Now, you've told me
0: that Nashville isn't strictly just for country music.
2: Well, I would agree. I mean, there's a lot of people. Sheryl Crow moved there. I mean, there's... Great studios, but I don't know about honky-tonk. Honky That's what this says.
0: Because he does not make honky-tonk music. No,
2: he does not. I'll tell you what I'm excited about. The trailer for the Amy Winehouse biopic, Back to Black. Have you seen it? Who's starring as Amy Winehouse? It, I don't know who she is, but she's even doing the music, and she's fantastic in the trailer, at least. I, the
0: Queen movie, you can't duplicate Freddie Mercury's voice. I don't think you could try to emulate or duplicate Amy Winehouse. Well, voice. she
2: does and does it extremely well. That hits theaters May 17th. The first single from Casey Musgraves' new album is out today. I gave it a little listen and sounds pretty uh good. Hardy announced earlier this week that he's releasing a rock album sometime before his tour starts this summer. He's also dropping a single on Friday called Rockstar. I personally really, really like his current single, Truck Bed. Maybe Connor can pull that up in a little bit. Have you heard it? It's basically saying, I woke up on the wrong side of the truck bed. Of the truck bed. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of an interesting spin on those songs. What was he doing last night? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the video shows exactly what he was doing last night. Finally, some celebrities celebrating a birthday today. Cicely Strong is forty. She's done a lot already for forty. I mean, I guess you have to do SNL when you're young, right? Especially strong. You know, she was. Uh, oh, I I love her yeah. so much. She did the our favorite skit with the spaceship.
0: Yeah, and she's she's always playing uh, the drunk girl. Yeah, Melania Trump be with at a yeah, party. She's, she's good. Yeah.
2: Creed Bratton, who also plays Creed on The Office. You want to take a guess at how old he is?
0: in the grassroots. Yes, in yes. the sixties. In the sixties.
2: So I guess that tells you a little bit. Because I had no idea. Eighty years old. Eighty one. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I'm
0: on fire today, Connor. Nick
2: Nolte is eighty three. Ted Koppel is eighty four. John Williams, you know the mega composer who's been oh. nominated for fifty four.
0: Gotta be in his nineties.
2: Academy Awards. Fifty four. He's ninety two.
0: How many has he won? A
2: a bunch. Yeah. I think he holds the record. That's your evening entertainment report here on the Big
3: 550 KTRS.
1: I
2: I, I think that's kind of clever, myself. Somebody put a list of obvious things people didn't know until someone pointed it out. Did you see this? I'm just going to share uh, three of them that, one of them I didn't know, that the mad in Mad Men, do you know what it stands for?
0: Uh, Madison. Yeah. Madison, I, Madison Avenue. Avenue. I yeah. saw this earlier. Um, did you I know did, that, though? I did know that. Yeah.
2: See, so You, um,
1: you should have just passed it off.
0: You were on no, fire.
2: You, you could have um, no, I appreciate it your honesty. I'm not
0: going to cheat on this one. Okay. Okay. S-
2: few people said they didn't know that reindeer actually exists. They thought it was just... Huh. <laughs> mythical and magical creatures.
0: I'm, I'm still wondering if a narwhal is a real thing or if it's just something that the internet has taken and run with.
2: Well, have you ever heard of snipe hunting?
0: Yes, have I'm, you ever... I'm not going snipe hunting. Okay. Don't I've, fool me I've once. Have... On me.
2: Yes, fool me <laughs> once is right. Have we all been fooled by that at some point in college? Uh, Maybe,
0: but the narwhal is it's like, real. I'm looking at it now. It's like a little it's a real thing. It's like a little whale, but with a giant horn. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it's real. It it's it's real. It's it's like a you, unicorn. I was but gonna a say. Whale. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I'm, didn't know if like all these pictures I'm seeing on the internet is just this elaborate hoax just for you, mm-hmm. just for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that pipe cleaners weren't just for all those childhood crafts. That they also were. a... A tool I, to clean tobacco pipes? I
0: honestly learned this like within the last five years. Really? Because And I was cleaning. The,
2: I guess that's how many people used to smoke pipes? Well, they're all like really
0: bright, vibrant colors, mm-hmm. like orange and pink. And, you know, uh, I can't imagine always? my grandfather getting a hot pink Pipe cleaner. Maybe they just
2: made them colorful when they
0: when they started being used for art. Yeah.
2: Instead of for just cleaning the pipe.
0: But I was I was the cat has a fountain. Like specifically made for cats. It Mm -hmm. just keeps the water. Yes, we have
2: one one that we now Georgie uses.
0: When I'm cleaning it out, I was like, Man, you know what I could use is one of those pipe cleaners from art class that could really get in here and Oh, my God. It, like, hit me like a ton of bricks. cleaner. Oh, is that what they were for? (laughs)
2: Uh, How about this one? That a hundred or so years ago, probably hundreds of years ago, goodbye was born out of a shortened form of God be with you.
0: Goodbye. God be with you. God be with you. Goodbye. Well, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's how things happen, right? Yeah.
2: Sure. I here's another one that and this isn't on the list, but how did the Doobie Brothers get their name?
0: Man, I've I've thought of the, about this before.
2: I mean, is it? It has to be. Okay. It has to be because I hadn't thought about it, and then Marsha and I were talking about it, and she goes, "This just hit me," and I'm like, "Is that really what it's?"
0: And for a band as iconic as the Doobie Brothers, when you think about it, their name could have just as easily been the Pot Pals or, you know. I didn't even
2: realize they were known for that. I mean, I know Snoop Dogg.
0: Everybody back then was kind of known for that a little bit. Not
2: my parents. (laughs) The Pot
0: Pals.
2: Coming to J. Arena.
0: (laughs) I I think it's. Pretty fair point, Heidi, that you didn't put too into because nobody calls it doobies anymore.
2: Yeah, I just okay. I mean, are you? I guess you're sitting around with a doobie when you come up with that name.
0: <laughs> just you saying that word—it's it's silly, right? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not silly. You know, it's actually very serious and pretty depressing. It's trying to do your own taxes? Oh,
2: I I couldn't. I wouldn't even attempt it. Why
0: would you? Mm-mm. And Jeff just told me the other day, he's like, I mean, we start at like 250 300 worth the price right there. Not to mention the fact that once Jeff Zufall from Capital Advisory Group starts doing your taxes and sits down with you, you guys start to find other ways that you can start to save money. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I with Finn's schooling and the FSA that we use for that, it pays for itself and more, yeah, and more. So if you're not doing and you anything, you had no idea. You wouldn't know. How would you know that an FSA even existed? You wouldn't, unless you had a tax guy walking you through the process. So have Jeff look at your taxes. I I can almost guarantee you, if you're not doing anything, he can find you something. And even if it's a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, at least you'll get your taxes paid for. You know, somebody will do your taxes, and and you won't have to sit there in a and march in April on a weekend doing your own taxes. Sounds crazy when you think about it. 636-394-5524 is the phone number. Capitaladvisorygrp.com
2: right, let's wrap this Thursday up with a random or two. Steve Jobs picked the name Apple because he
0: was on a diet of nothing but fruits and veggies when the company was starting up and he said, I really like apples. Someone actually called him out on it and said, well, we heard you picked it because... You used to work at Atari, and Apple shows up first in the phone book before Atari. Uh, And he said, yes, that's also true.
2: (laughs) Smart, though, right? Yes. Smart. He
0: confirmed it.
2: You guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully you will uh, have a good night and meet us right back here starting at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Until then, see if you can put a smile on somebody's face.
3: Whatever I I gets get you, you through the-